Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at all this rain. This is, We're recording this on Friday morning and lots of rain. But I guess we need it. And it's going to start feeling a lot like fall this weekend. But uh, we're due. I think so many of the plants and the grass and the trees are so confused by this warmth um, and the birth. (laughs) You know, Uh but um, that's the way it works. So what what have your world Nothing. Speaking of that, my awnings were removed this week, so that's oh. always a sure. That's a sign mm-hmm. of colder weather coming. Yeah. And it's so amazing because, you know, having that uh, awning on my back deck has been like a, a big, huge other room on my house for the whole like mm-hmm. for months. So um, it's when you walk out there now and you don't have anything above you, <laughs> you you know, other than the sky, you just think, oh, my God, the difference it made, you know, the difference. Yes. So that's always a, I was like whimpering when they were coming down. I'm like, oh, I don't want them to go. <laughs> but anyway, where, they're gone. where does it go? Does it fold up against the house or do you physically remove it? No, 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 no. Reeves awnings, they store it for you and then bring it oh. back. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yep. All right, so that's the end of that era. How about all of your plants and vegetables and, and fruit no, trees? No, that's all. We've, we've been um, <clears throat> slowly... That they're all taken care of. Everything is is out, um, and either the the garden is all you know pulled apart, and leaves are all in there now, and um, purposely. And yeah. you know, there's just a lot of stuff happening. Joe leaves leaves a lot around the edge of the yard where some of the gardens are. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just depending how he does it, I I don't know. It's but it's anyway. Um, of course, we have four. I have four trees in my yard, so three of which are oak. One is a maple. So we get a lot of uh, leaves. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're in the process of doing that bag by bag by bag by bag. And it's, it gets there. But there is something um, neat, a neat feeling when you look out and there's not a lot going on in your yard. It just, I guess, maybe the thoughts of, you know, what goes on during the seasons and the reason that happens and the way things then will grow. And, you know, I see the squirrels burying their acorns and everything all, all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's nature and it's kind of neat in many ways. What I think is kind interesting of is the innate order of things that, that we, for the most part, don't even see, but it's mm-hmm. uh you know, it's just a, like you said, um, when the squirrels go around, they just know it's time to start burying all their nuts everywhere. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, I also see the deer and see their coats are changing color from mm-hmm. the warm brown to the dull gray, brown gray, and how they blend in better. With the, yeah, the natural camouflage. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just, uh, it, and it's, and nobody tells them um, it's time for you to change. <laughs> it just happens, and it's just yep. so amazing when you think about how the order of things is such that it works. And you yep. know, people talk about we have to get the leaves up off the ground. We don't really have to, but you know, that's what we decided to do. So anyway, yeah. I just, um, it's, it's a little weird because this particular season was not the norm in the sense that there were many trees that lost their leaves before they actually turned color. They just dropped. And, and that's because of the warmth that we had. And uh, it's even the last couple of days when we've had those chilly mornings, it was too late. Because the leaves were gone. But I don't know. I don't know what that's going to bring for next year. We'll see. But anyway, all that being said, it is um, really autumn. And the leaves are gone. And now we know what comes next. And yuck. Uh, but, But for those people who love winter and love the skiing and love all the other stuff, that's great. Yeah, I have that. Have at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not for me. I'll just go. I don't. I do like for three months. Hmm? No, I do like the crisp, cold air. I do. I don't yeah. like snow, and I don't mind if it flurries occasionally, or if it snows a little bit, and when you wake up, it's gone in the morning. But yeah. I, I just, I don't like anything extreme. So, um, well, I, I have to admit, though, that I, I enjoy the challenge. I'm driving in it. I do. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I just love, uh, I think I've said this before, but I, it was April and there was a, an unexpected, ridiculous snowstorm that dumped something like 11 to 12 inches of snow. And I was in, um, it was a chamber of commerce meeting downtown Scranton. And I had to get back up to Clark summit and, 
it, it just was so bad. I mean, the snow was coming down so fast, people could not, it was higher than their cars. And so people were just stranded April. everywhere. Yeah, in April, it was oh. a really quick storm. And so um, I, you know, I had a Jeep, the Grand Cherokee, so I was higher than most. And I could navigate around all the people and I decided to get off the expressway at Kaiser Oak, Kaiser Avenue. And I said, I'm going to go up the Morgan Highway. So I put the car into second gear and started going up and I just kept going. And I passed out all these people who were off to the side of the road um, with these very expensive cars that got them nowhere. And I got to the top of the hill and I just opened the windows and I went, I'm screaming, yes! And I felt just like the story that's my most favorite story in the whole world, the little engine that could. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. I did it. I got to the top. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a challenge and I just thought it was fun. Oh, anyway. Yeah, those who obviously did not think that was too much fun, but I enjoyed it. Well, so it's, it's the challenge. It is. It's uh but I, yeah, I get very, I don't mind the snow. It's the ice you got to worry about. So, cause it yeah. doesn't matter what bar you have, you're screwed. So, um, yeah, but, with ice, that's a different story. Yeah. But we had a nice night last night. We went out for the first time in a while. Yep. We read our break yeah, mm-hmm. with our favorite waitress, JoJo, and Yay, we JoJo. had an evening, and uh, it was fun to be out and about. So, was our friend uh, happy? Was he happy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he said to me when we got home, I, I really shouldn't have eaten those cucumbers. I said, what? Oh. I thought he, he was going to say the fact that he has the linguine and clam sauce, you know. And he ate every bit of it. He did. He did. And he kept saying, that sauce is just delicious. It's absolutely wonderful. But then he's belching on it. That I really shouldn't have had those cucumbers. I thought, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give you any more cucumbers, okay? Thank That's you. the end of Thank that. That's mad. Yeah, I just wanted to do um, two shout-outs here. Uh, one is to a young woman who um, is at my, uh, I guess they would call it um, an orthodontist practice. Um, I discovered quite unintentionally that when I sleep, I grind my teeth. So I have two... Um, I, I, I'm going to say retainers because I don't know what else they're called, but devices that I put in my upper and lower teeth at night so that I won't grind my teeth. So I went back to see them um, in Piston at Dr. Pollitt and Costello, I think it is. And the two of them, you know, run practices all over northeastern Pennsylvania. But this is where I first got started because when we would go to the radio show, to the radio station. This place was closest to them, and so I started going there. And now it isn't, but it makes no difference. Anyway, Monica is a woman who is the tech who's been uh, 
the person that I've always seen every time I go there. So I discovered when I was there earlier this week that she got married this summer. So I just wanted to say congratulations and best wishes so that bought a new house to Monica Howard Hankey. And she said, I'm going to get all kinds of crazy nonsense now about my last name. Uh, she said that to her now husband, do you think I really want to take that name? You know how much abuse you get? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Peggy. Yeah, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the name. Anyway. I guess there are certain names when women should just keep their own. Oh, yeah. I think that's uh -huh. the one. So she well, said I think they should yeah, well, I do too, but she says she's been in no rush to do anything about that. So, anyway, yeah. and then um, the second one is I, I would like to talk a little bit more about him, um, but um, I, I don't think I really want to get involved in it now. A dear friend of mine passed away last week, and um, I, I just wanted to at least honor his... Um, existence and and all that he's done for me so we will do that when we come back after a break but when we were at um uh alfredo's last time i was just going to say a different name but alfredo's uh when we were leaving there are three women that i know who were always there it seems every thursday night that we go they are there too and these are women who um, are friends of mine from the Women's Resource Center. And I just wanted to acknowledge them. And I know that they listen. And so I want to say thank you for listening. And um, they it's great that they all get together. They're, they're not there anymore, but they still maintain their friendship. And that's a good thing. So on that note, I think we will take a quick break. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com. L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. 
E-R-A, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want E-R-A One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, E-R-A One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a uh, financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And when let's talk about your friend Jack. Okay. So when we were uh, finishing up the first segment, I mentioned that uh, we'll be back talking about a friend of mine. His name is Jack Killian. And Jack was a, uh, he, he was unique and most definitely um, a person to be reckoned with, let's put it that way. Jack well, was... Well, he was Irish, um, Lynn, so... Yes, he was, mm-hmm. most <laughs> definitely. There you go. And uh, he, he was someone that always underplayed himself. He never, uh, never boasted about anything. He was a man who, went, who put himself through school on scholarships and work, and he undergraduate degree was from Harvard, graduate degree was from MIT, um, wow. no slouch, no slouch, and uh, at a very early age, he took over his father's business because it was uh, going down the toilet, and it was uh, called Killian Extruding Company, and I'm not really quite sure what all that means, but something about, you know, you, you make forms, you make plastic, you make something that people need in manufacturing. So he took that over, turned it around, sold it, and did a good job. And then he started a country um, magazine, a country music magazine that never existed before. And he got sponsors, and it got all kinds of wonderful accolades. And he was interviewing some of the top stars uh, in, in the country music world. And then he sold that. And then he decided he was going to start raising um, and and raising and buying and selling thoroughbred racehorses. And so he did that for a long time. And, and he just keeps going. You know, it was just one of those kind of things that what's next for Jack? Well, what was next for him was um, he got involved, which is where I met him. Jack was a patient 
of a a man who was a general practitioner, a family physician in um, in New Jersey, close to where he lived. And this doctor's wife was also a stockbroker. And she decided to leave the um, the comforts, put that quotes, of, of the organization that she was with. And she started a hedge fund. And she somehow got involved, got to the people who uh, were involved with uh, Parenti Randolph at the time was the name of the company. It's not Parenti Randolph anymore, but one of the uh, women partners there wanted me to meet this woman. And to make a long story short, we met, we got very close, and Jack became a part of that limited partnership in the sales side of things. Jack had an incredible list of people that he knew from all over the world. And he uh, was able to secure some money for investments. So the three of us were pretty much the fund. And as it turned out, the crash in 1999, 2000 with the, uh, the tech industry, there was unfortunately no exit plan that was put into place in the fund. And so even though I got clients out of it when I started to sense it, um, others didn't. And so they lost just about everything. That kind of broke up the whole triumvirate. But Jack and I stayed very close. And he really began to develop a whole other career as someone who was uh, an expert in networking which just for him was second nature. So he would go to all these different colleges and universities and sell them on the idea of being able to teach the freshmen how to network so that the networking became very commonplace for them in building whatever business it was that they were involved in, whether they were employees or self-employed. And it ultimately culminated in the book um, networking all the time, which he wrote based on some of the incidents of how networking made a difference in people's lives. So Jack, um, it really, he was, he was somebody that just never quit. And when I saw him last week, we had lunch together in Strasbourg, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, which is what we often did. We would, meet in Strasbourg somewhere. He said to me, I just taped a video and I'm going to start putting it out on, uh, on social media because I'm going to record a course next Tuesday, which would have been a few days ago, um, on how to network. And he said, people can pay for the course. And he said, I, I think I'm going to make it several different episodes and we'll record all of them at the same time. I've got the team here. I've got them all, all ready to go. I said, okay, that sounds exciting. He said, yeah, I've wanted to do this course for a long time. So uh, we parted and went on our ways. And later that day, he sent me the video that he was going to use, which in the trade, they call it a, a sales magnet, but it's a it's a piece that incites people to want to, to buy the course. So I looked at it, and what I know now is I have something 
that a lot of people don't have, which is him live and in person on video selling himself and his services for a course that never will happen. So it's interesting. Uh, but when I left him on whatever it was, Wednesday or Thursday of last week, I got a call the following morning from his son that Jack had passed away that morning. And uh, yeah, just, um, he had a lot of heart issues. He had open heart surgery. He's had all these things that he was supposed to not do this and, and not do that. But of course, first of all, he had the um, XY chromosome, which means that does not compute. You don't ever stop doing anything you're doing. You just keep doing it, which in his case was good because it kept him going. But I mean, Jack was the kind of guy that would, you know, get on a train in the morning and get into New York and walk all around New York and have three and four appointments during the course of the day. I remember meeting him in New Jersey and we drove into New York to see some people that were part of some of the bigger European banks. And we'd go through these particular appointments and then leave and then go to another one, then have lunch somewhere else, and then another appointment. Then he'd drive back to New Jersey. And th this was what he did. He just was like the Energizer Bunny. He just never quit. But he was, uh, he was a master at networking. That was his thing. That's the mm -hmm. legacy he leaves behind. And it's a great one for anybody at any time. It's just learning how to develop relationships. And he said, you never ask someone what, or tell them what they can do for you. You always ask them what you can do for them. And that's how it worked. That's his simple advice. So there's a memorial service um, Saturday morning, which uh, um, I'm hoping I can get to, which is when you're listening to this. Uh, but there, there will be people that will be there from all over the world, I think, because Jonathan has no idea, really, how much his father changed the lives of so many people. Because he would not only teach them how to network, but he would network for you. And every time I was with him, he would say, well, you know, I know a guy who da 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 and I'll call him and tell him you're looking for this. But that's, that's the kind of recall he had, too. So the world has lost a great one. Oh. Um, and, and my friend Jack Killian, I guess I can't call him anymore and say, Jack, I need a Jack fix, oh. <laughs> which we used to do. But anyway, he was a mentor and a wonderful friend to me. And I really um, wish that his, his family will um, just be okay. I know they will. Because the part that he especially was so proud of was that his son bought the house that they had lived in um, and completely renovated it. And it is spectacular. I, I was there in May for his birthday party. And the, the important part of it is, is that Jonathan is now the third generation of his family to own this farm. And they don't wow. farm it. They they rent the farm out and people actually do their farming, but it's kept in the family for three and uh, Jonathan and his wife, Emily have a daughter, Avery. And I don't know if she will stay. She's only, she'll be two next month. So 
Um, and he absolutely adored her. And they, they did so many wonderful things together. <laughs> he would have Zoom calls with people, and she would come in and sit on his lap. And he was so proud of her. He loved her dearly. So anyway, I'm sorry that she won't get to know her grandfather, you know, because he is quite the man. But thank you, Jack Killian, for the memories, as they say. Aww. Well, Lynn, I was looking up extruding, just extrude, just it says to shape a material such as metal or plastic by forcing it through a die. Yeah. Extrude and die cast aluminum. That's just like a quote of what you would say. That's so. Yeah. So he did something like that. But, but the thing is, he had yeah, absolutely never, no experience doing it. Yeah. That's cool though, because I never really knew what that what that was about. So that's yeah. cool. Ah, uh, so well, he was quite the man. Here's to you, Mr. Irish Jack Killian. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's gotta love him. Well, I hope people maybe look by his book, read his book, and get to him that way. Yeah, you're going to tell it's, me that um, what he sent you. It's so well written. It really is. And it's a good it's a good one for people who are introverts, you know, because it's really hard to generate that kind of thing when you're an introverted person just to go up to somebody and ask, you know, a question like you go to a networking event. It's so hard to do that when you're an introvert. But he gives you the languaging, he gives you all the things to say and questions to ask to generate conversation. It's very, it's very, very helpful. And how you follow up with all these people. And it's, it's really well done. I would recommend it as a business book for anybody. That's cool. Where did he live, Lynn? He lived in Long Valley, New Jersey. Okay. It's in, uh, I guess they call it horse country in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's been there all his life, and, and that's, I lived in other places, but that's home. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. All this bad news stuff so we have to look at the good and what he did so anyway yes. well here's to you jack and we'll be right back you're listening to the Larry and lynn show Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs 
blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on, uh, uh, I to say iTunes. Sorry, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other places where you can find podcasts. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, this is another uh, thing that I came upon that really struck me because, as we all know, I am a caregiver. Uh, this one, I think, is very important because it really talks about a specific situation that is very much like mine except for the ending i might add all right so i want to read this because this was um an article that came from i guess it's a newsletter for lack of a better term called ethel e-t-h-e-l and it's from aarp uh, a lot of people have signed up for this thing, and they're just short stories and things that are of some tremendous value. And this one is, uh, this article is called, Why Caregiving Can Be a Killer. If you are a 
a caregiver, AARP offers a wide range of resources for you. And this was written by a woman named Anne Brenoff. And she said, I speak both from my heart and my blood pressure monitor when I say this. <laughs> Caregiving can be a killer. There's a mountain of studies that agree. The act of taking care of a seriously ill loved one puts you at a higher risk for diabetes, depression, stroke, and yes, death. The National Institutes of Health reported that caregivers have a 63% higher mortality rate than non-caregivers, and Stanford University attributed stress as the reason why 40% of caregivers for those with Alzheimer's disease die before their patients. That's a, that's a number I've heard for years. Here's, and she writes, this is Anne writing this. Here's my story interspersed with some caregiving tips to help you through what is, without much argument, likely to be the most difficult and miserable time of your life. <laughs> I love the way she said that. Okay, to start, let's just say that my late husband wasn't exactly the poster boy for healthy living. In fact, he probably never saw the inside of a gym until after his massive heart attack and seven bypass surgery. Oh, my God. At the time, at the time he was 71 and I was 56. That so-called health scare, as he called the nine-hour surgery, when they sawed open his chest and harvested veins, Lord knows where, to construct new heart pathways, did manage to temporarily scare the living bejesus out of him. <laughs> but rather quickly, he dumped the cardiac gym membership his doctor had ordered and went straight back to his lifelong fondness for fast food. As my husband grew sicker and still ignored the medical advice I got, I grew resentful and angry. When it came to taking care of his health, why was I the only one with an oar in the water? I quickly learned this is an oft-repeated caregiver refrain. Ditto! Non-compliant non patients will leave you frustrated, angry, and hurt. All right, this is her caregiver tip at this point. It's okay to be angry at your loved one when their self-destructive behaviors wind up hurting you and others. And then she said she found support with some Facebook groups. My husband spent the years following his heart surgery seeing doctors, lots and lots of doctors. His list of ailments grew steadily. Type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, more heart issues, sleep apnea, constant fatigue, frequent dizzy spells, arthritis, bad circulation, prostate problems. Me, I managed to miss my own routine checkups, even for going, getting my flu shots and having my teeth cleaned. Of course, the care tip or gift tip here is don't do what I did. In my case, neglecting my own health during this time of imaginable stress left me with untreated high blood pressure, significant weight gain, depression, and sleep issues. Schedule yourself for the care you need. Truth be told, I became a widow long before my husband's last breath. I lost him in small pieces over 18 months as my role as his wife faded away, and I went from being his life partner to his full-time medical case manager and hands-on caregiver. So what exactly did I do for him? I helped him with toileting, bathing, dressing, standing up, sitting down, and walking. 
I cleaned him up after his accidents and his falls, changed his bags and tubes, and tested his blood. I drove him to doctors, medical tests, and kidney dialysis three times a week at a place that was an hour from home. I spent hours each day raging at the insurance company, nursing home administrators, hospital billing and record clerks, and anybody else that would listen. And at the same time, I worked full time. I don't know how she did that. I worked full time, had two kids at home who still needed their mother, paid all the bills, got the groceries, prepared the meals, and did the laundry. And in the frequent unscheduled trips to the urgent care or the ER, and the intermittent hospital stays where I slept, not really, next to him upright in a chair. And you quickly understand how family caregivers are the greatest unpaid labor force in the country. They provide the equivalent of $470 billion in unpaid assistance, according to the AARP Public Policy Institute. Yes, of course, many friends and relatives will offer help. Frequently, it was what I came to call conditional offers. One friend repeatedly ordered to cook us meals, offered to cook us meals, but only if I could come and fetch them because she didn't like sitting in rush hour traffic. Another promised to drive my husband to dialysis but didn't want to park and escort him inside. I came to understand the conditional offers are not really offers at all. They are attempts to get humanity credits for appearing to be thoughtful. <laughs> yep. I love yep. that line. Humanity credits. Okay. My caregiving stint, and stint ended when my patient died. Sooner or later, the patient always dies. And when he passed, I felt a mix of grief, relief, and rage at organized medicine for turning his death into a torturous experience in an unrealistic quest to heal him. At one point... When he was in the ICU, I was convinced that my husband and I were the only two people in the room who knew he was dying. Anecdotally speaking, the only surefire way to avoid excessive medical intervention is to avoid seeing doctors and going to the hospital. Short of that, everyone is urged to have an advanced medical directive. You can download your free state forms online. That is the best advice of the whole thing. If you go to pennsylvaniastate.us and you put in advanced health care directives, there is one in there that is what you need for your own health. And you should, and just for your state, because believe it or not, every state has a different one. That is utterly ridiculous to me that that's the case, but that is how it is. So if you are a resident of Pennsylvania, go online and download that and make sure that you fill it out for yourself and your spouse. Okay, rant over. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> that I just thought that was so good because what she said in there is so much what we as caregivers feel, but um, there's social pressure not to express it, and there's social pressure to always suck it up and look good. Mm -hmm. And as she said, it's the ones that appear to be the most in control that are often the ones that need the most help. And and yeah. then, and I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that that's true. I mean, it's just it. I can say from my own experience that it becomes so much a part 
of what you do every day. Mm-hmm. That you just don't see it as something that's a burden. It just is. You know, and, and what you do. And and there's a bit of control freak freakishness with that as well because you know what needs to be done and it has to be done and so allowing someone else to do it um, is giving up that control and therefore you worry about what was missed possibly or what had to be done and it's not if you rely on somebody else right because you're putting right. you're putting the right. care of someone else I mean, I don't mean a healthcare professional, but like a friend or someone who asks, can you help? You want to take yeah. them up on it, but you don't because you're fearful of it. Well, I'll give you a perfect example of that. We had a friend come in and uh, I was away overnight and I said that here are Pat's pills and he has to take them at night and he has to do this in the morning and blah, blah, blah. And the person heard me and just assumed that Patrick would pop the pillbox mm-hmm. open and take his pills, <laughs> but yep. he didn't. Yep. But it's just it's little it's little things like that that you think, God, I thought I I should have said something about that. I forgot right. about that and because you don't, that's and you what don't. I do. Right, you know, and that's and, the and problem because you think they is. realize, you think they think they know what it's like to remind or to do something, and they're thinking because he's perfectly fine or seems to be to them. Exactly. He's just going to do it because it's his responsibility, but he doesn't do it. Yeah, right. I know. And I remember that incident too. So yeah. I, yes. Yeah. It's, it's in, in, through no fault of anyone else. They just, they don't no. know. And that, you no. as and, the caretaker forgot to say, Oh, by the way, when, when you do, please make sure he does that. They wouldn't know. <laughs> no. Right? No. Yeah. I mean, they would not that's know. my point about giving up the control, Lynn. Exactly. You know, if that's you don't have thinking. it. Yeah. And, and then, then here's the other layer to that is that if you do need to take the time that, to go somewhere or do something, then you need to try to remember every little thing that you do automatically. Yes. That that takes up the time to, to get yourself out of there. Because now, right. okay, did I tell them this? Did I tell them this? Did I tell them that? And then you put it on yourself like, you know, yeah, I didn't tell them that they needed to stay there while we took the pills. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, I know. it's hard. It's hard all the way around. Well, I mm-hmm. will say this, you know, again, cheers to those who do because there are, like she said, the, the unpaid workforce and what goes on. And these are people who are not in hospitals or not in, in nursing homes who are not, they are in their homes and someone is taking care of them is an untrained, unpaid uh, individual doing what what people, other people can do. And therefore, that money is not coming to that person, and it's not going out to, into the into the economy either because no one's paying for that. Right. No one's paying you, and you're not paying a service for it. So, um, it's yeah, it's difficult. But well, hats off to all that. There is some legislation afoot that is supposed to um, provide that for uh, at-home caregivers. So okay. um, if you well, know of it, it does. Yeah. And with that, it, yeah, we're going to take a take. We have to leave for the weekend. We will see you next yeah. weekend. We hope you all have a good one. Thanks for get for listening, and uh, see you next week.
be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.